We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today is Friday, April the 8th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, first things first, I look back at the midweek as South Carolina takes care of business against UNC by a final score of 15 to 2. Guys, I'll break down that game, give my full thoughts. Also, here on this Friday, we look ahead of the weekend as the Yardcocks return to action at the friendly confines at Founders Park, taking on the Georgia Bulldogs in a three-game set. Guys, I'll break down the series in its entirety, first things first, we'll talk the dogs. They're pitching. They're hitting a course. We'll jump into South Carolina. They're starting rotation. What to watch for, key player for the weekend, and I will lock in my prediction as well. Guys, we got a packed show for you here on this Friday, and of course, as always, it's brought to you by the Spurs Up Show Store. Guys, TSUS.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Be sure to stay tuned to all of our latest drops, including T-shirts, tank tops, long sleeves, pullovers, hoodies, koozies, stickers, flags, you name it. We got it, guys. Everything to satisfy your Gamecocks merchandise needs. So again, guys, that's TSUS.store. TSUS.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Let's get it. Boys and girls, happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show. Again, TGIF. I hope this show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you are doing. Hope you're having a fantastic start in your weekend. And again, guys, very excited to chat with you again. It's a Yardcocks heavy episode as we look back at the midweek and, of course, look ahead to this weekend's series in Columbia, South Carolina. Again, guys, I hope the show does find you well, no matter where you are, what you are doing. Again, guys, I hope you've stayed safe from the weather this week. And I hope you've got big weekend plans as well, guys. Again, as we sit now just a little bit over a week from the spring game. Also, of course, next week going to be a lot of fun in the city as we count down the days and we look ahead to that. But again, guys, right now we are talking baseball. And before we do, just a couple of quick housekeeping items. Really, guys, just one thing that I want to jump into 
And that is a content update. As you guys probably saw on social media, and of course you've seen it throughout the week or you've seen it the last couple of days, no Daily Crow, uh, obviously yesterday or today. And the reason for that is yours truly late on Wednesday, got the opportunity, had a buddy of mine, ask me and invite me to come to Atlanta Braves opening day. And of course, guys, if you didn't know, yes, I am a Braves fan, but uh, asked me to come to Atlanta Braves opening day. And I'll tell you guys, I've been to the new ballpark one time, had never gone to an opening day. So probably by the time that you are hearing this, yours truly is in Atlanta, Georgia on the way back. We will be back in town for this weekend series against the Georgia Bulldogs. But again, absolutely just could not turn down the opportunity to go to opening day in Atlanta to watch the Braves take on the Reds. So again, guys, no daily crow, of course, today. There was no TDC yesterday. We will be back to normal schedule next week. And definitely, by the way, guys, stay tuned for all the updates going into next week and throughout the week, because I don't know exactly what we're doing for the spring game. Will there be a tailgate? Will we just go to the baseball game and then walk over to Willie B? I'm not 110% sure yet, but uh, I will be sure to keep you guys updated and let you know. But again, of course, the, the known commodity, if you will, is no daily crow today. And again, guys, I do apologize. Of course, we'll be back to normal schedule next week, uh, both with the podcast, the daily crow, all the content, you guys know the drill uh, beginning on Monday. But guys, with that being said, let's go ahead and dive into it really quickly. I just want to touch on what happened over the midweek. Of course, guys, normally, you know, with us dropping the shows on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and normally those Wednesday shows coming out, I will be talking the midweek game and breaking all that down and all that good stuff. But of course, with the game on Wednesday, we we're unable to do that. But South Carolina, again, we've talked before, Jekyll and Hyde, a 15-2 to win over the North Carolina Tar Heels. And what, you know, it's one of those games you're sitting there watching and you truly can't believe what's going on. Um, and we all know, again, guys, this baseball team has talent for sure. This baseball team has talent, but to see it pan out in the way in which it did and to see South Carolina just put it all together, again, you know, setting the tone of the bump with Eli Jones getting the start and throwing really well, Aiden Hunter coming out of the bullpen and shoving um, you know, Parker Coyne, Michael Esposito, even John Gilreath at the end. And then the sticks, man, a guy like Jack Mahoney stepping up, hitting a three-run homer who was our midweek MVP. A guy like Braylon Wimmer getting hot yet again. A guy like Brant Belt, really everybody in the lineup contributing. What does it mean, guys? I, I don't know. As you sit now 500 at the midway point, 14 and 14 overall, three and six in the SEC, I don't think you're able to draw conclusions necessarily but again, it does just kind of show you the potential of this ball club that it is there. Can you carry any sort of momentum into this weekend series? And guys, as we move off the midweek, that's what I want to move into. Of course, anytime South Carolina and Georgia play each other, I don't care what the sport is. I've talked about this before. It doesn't have to be football. It doesn't have to be basketball. It can be croquet, badminton, cornhole for all I care. It is a big deal. And it's always to hell with Georgia. Gamecocks taking the dogs in a three-game set tonight at 7 o'clock at Founders Park on SEC Network Plus, tomorrow at 4 o'clock on SEC Network Plus, and then Sunday on the big channel on SEC Network at a noon first pitch. The head coach of the dogs is Scott Strickland. They're having a solid start of the year, 22-7, and 6-3 and three overall. And you take a look at the D1 baseball rankings, guys. I should have had already had this pulled up, but Georgia is ranked 14th 
in the D1 baseball rankings. So, again, guys, the Gamecocks just took down the 22nd-ranked Tar Heels. Now you look to take down your second straight-ranked opponent in the 14th-ranked Georgia Bulldogs. And, again, the start of their season has been solid, 22-7, and 6-3 and three in the SEC. And they are coming off of a huge series win, sweeping the Florida Gators in a three-game set. They won all three of those games at Foley Field. Uh, the game one, 7-6, game two, 6-1, to one, and then game three, they won 14 to eight. So again, it's been a successful start of the year for Georgia for sure. And you look at the numbers and what's really crazy. Here's what stands out guys, because we're getting to the point in the season where you're not just looking at overall numbers. You're looking at conference numbers, right? Because how you do in non-con, that's all fine. That's all dandy, whatever. How are you doing against the best, the best? How are you doing in SEC play? You look at Georgia, a 4.59 team ERA overall. And you say to yourself, oh, okay, not too bad. Georgia's solid on the bump, but a 7.59. 5-2 ERA in SEC play, and they have still found a way to go 6-3 and three in conference play. And things only get tougher for the Dawgs. Guys, I'm recording this right now. The starting rotations have not been dropped, but the projected rotation will not include Ryan and pitcher Jonathan Cannon, who is a big, big piece for the Dawgs this season. Uh, you know, Really, I would say their top starter, their top arm, he is out for the weekend. So the projected rotation looks like this. Tonight's game, Ryan and pitcher Garrett Brown, 0-0 with a 6.75 ERA. Saturday, Ryan and pitcher Nolan Crisp, 0-0 with a 5.29 ERA. And then Sunday, I believe the Dawgs will most likely go TBA as they look for somebody to fill that void of the injured Jonathan Cannon. You look at the hitter side of things and swinging a stick, and this is really where Georgia hangs their hat on. 293 team average hitting 297 in SEC play, which is near the top of the conference. I believe it might actually lead the conference in SEC play. You look at players to watch for. They got some really talented players, guys. Connor Tate leads the way, hitting 375, four homers, 26 RBI. Then Ben Anderson hitting 365 homers and 19 RBI. And then Corey Collins hitting 298, leads the team in homers with seven home runs, and 23 RBI. But again, guys, Scott Strickland has done a fantastic job with that Georgia program, building them up, and they have got a ton of talented ball players on that squad. Guys, we're going to talk South Carolina starting rotation, what to watch for, key player, and I'm going to lock in my prediction. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about our latest business partner, our latest sponsor, the best real estate agent, the best real estate team in the local Columbia area. That, of course, is Marissa Kennedy, realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Coldwell Banker. And guys, the proof is in the pudding and the numbers. This team has helped with over 250 families last year. They work with both buyers and sellers in Columbia and the surrounding areas. Now, guys, they do premium advertising to sell your home faster with high-quality pictures and video. And last year, they sold homes for on average 5.4% more than the competition. Now, guys, right now we're in a seller's market, but Marissa is able to get buyers under contract in new homes by being available to show homes as soon as they hit the market, collaborating with listing agents to write offers to meet the needs and wants of the sellers, and keeping up clear communication throughout the entire process to ensure you make it to the closing table without a hitch. Guys, reach out to Marissa today. Her number, 803-406-1800. That's 803-406-1800. Also, be sure to go like her Facebook page, at Marissa Kennedy Realtor. That's at Marissa Kennedy Realtor on Facebook. Again, guys, the best real estate agent and the best real estate team in the local Columbia area. That's Marissa Kennedy, realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Colwell Banker. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Okay, the projected starting rotation, guys, of the Gamecocks, I believe it will be the same as last week with Ryan and pitcher Noah Hall getting the ball tonight, Ryan and pitcher Will Sanders tomorrow, and then left-handed pitcher Matthew Becker on Sunday. And when you look at this series, guys, and what to watch for, uh, you know, the first thing I have listed in my notes, just the beautiful inconsistencies. I, I mean, baseball is an incredible, stupid, baffling, 
beautiful game. You know what I mean? It really is because you never know what's going to happen each and every single time out. The beautiful thing about baseball, hey, you can't sit on the ball, right? You can't run the clock. You've got to throw the ball across the plate and give your opponent a chance. And sometimes when that happens, of course, that happens every time. Weird things can happen. And you see South Carolina, right? You see South Carolina and what they did on Wednesday, and you feel like there are quality ball players there. I mean, North Carolina is not a bad team, but how does that team look so bad against PC? How do they look so bad against the Citadel and Xavier? And then wax UNC the way that they did. Again, the inconsistencies, guys, I've told you before, I think when the dust settles, that's going to be the story of this team. But this team, if nothing else, they are must-see TV because you just never know what's going to happen. You simply put, you just never know what's going to happen. You never do. Um, so, again, the beautiful inconsistencies, did that continue? I think most Gamecock fans are sitting there saying, you know what, it, it would be the least shocking thing of all time after the way the season started to see Sal kind of take two of three against Georgia. Again, guys, something big to watch for on the mound for the dogs. I mentioned earlier, Cannon goes down for Georgia. And how does that impact? Again, we're already talking, guys, a, a staff that enters the weekend with a 7-5-2 SEC ERA, and you lose your top arm. For a Gamecocks offense that is looking for any sort of break, hitting 202 in league play, you got to think that is a huge boost for South Carolina. Again, guys, you hate to see that happen to anybody. But Jonathan Cannon going down for Georgia, um, how does that impact their weekend rotation? How does that impact the way they use the bullpen? And is South Carolina able to expose that? Guys, what I'm looking for, and obviously one of the big questions, you know, you had to throw Kate Austin in that game on Wednesday. And I think that just goes to show you how limited you are when it comes to arms. Will the bullpen be able to hold up? Because I feel like right now, Hall, Sanders, Becker, they all give you a solid shot to win. They do. I think right now they all do. I mean, you saw what Hall did last week. Will Sanders is Will Sanders, and Matthew Becker's been phenomenal for a freshman. We saw it last week, though, and on the Saturday game against Mizzou. You have a lead late. Are you able, right? Are you able to hold on to that? And who's going to step up in the bullpen to to stop the bleeding if need to be stopped, to, you know, put the final nail in and, and lock down a victory. Who in the bullpen is going to be that guy? Do you have those guys? And there's going to have to be certain players, guys, that you know what? We've seen them pitch this year. They've pitched good sometimes. They haven't pitched that well sometimes. They're just going to have to step up. So, again, do you have enough? Even if you have a lead late, do you have enough in the bullpen over the course of the weekend to hold up and lock down a couple of victories and steal a series from Georgia? Um, guys, something else I'm looking forward to offensively. Just capturing momentum, man. Again, Uncle Mo, uh, momentum's a fickle mistress. That applies also, of course, in baseball. Are you able to capture that momentum? Are you able to capture that momentum and, you know, strike while the iron's hot? Again, you score 15 runs against UNC. Um, you all of a sudden come into this one. You're at home, of course. You come into this one with a newfound confidence. And, and because this game is so confident, as we all know, guys, can you capture any sort of momentum? Your guys like Braswell, your guys like Belk, your guys like Wimmer, Eister, Burgess, some of these older guys, these veteran guys, are they able to lead the charge against, again, obviously a Georgia staff that will give up some runs, 7-5-2 SEC play ERA. They have given up runs in the past. Are you able to expose them in that degree? And then, guys, something else I'm looking forward to is just simply put a return to the friendly confines. This team has played so much better at home. Um, I know you've lost those midweek games, but you look at the, 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 the records on the road and at home, this team loves playing at Founders Park. And as Mark Kingston's pointed out before, when the wind is blowing out at Founders, this lineup, it's a different lineup. It's a different offense. It's a different attack bottom line. So again, how much does the return to the friendly confines help this Yardcocks team? Guys, let's look at the key player of the weekend. 
And I look offensively, and it just feels like to me, when this guy's swinging it well, we're all swinging it well. And you've seen it time and time again, and he swung it well Wednesday. And, of course, I'm talking Braylon Wimmer. I think Wimmer just serves as such a spark plug for this team. He serves as such an energizer bunny, if you will, and a dude that, again, when he's going, it feels like this lineup is going. It truly does. So, again, Braylon Wimmer, for me, the key player. Can he have another big weekend for you? Because, again, guys, I think we all agree and feel like your pitching is going to give you a chance. Even with the questions in the bullpen, your pitching is going to give you a chance. Can you swing it well enough against a Georgia staff that has given up runs? They've been tatted before. Are you able to swing it well enough? And it starts with a guy like Braylon Wimmer breaking out and continuing to stay hot. And that leads me, guys, into my prediction. As South kind of takes on the Georgia Bulldogs at Founders Park. Again, to hell to hell with Georgia. And coming off of that victory on Wednesday against UNC, who knows? I mean, that's the beauty of this team. Just flat out, simply put, who knows? Nobody does. Nobody freaking knows, man. Nobody freaking knows when it comes to Georgia. Nobody knows when it comes to this team, right? Everything is going against South Carolina in the sense of statistically on paper. The beautiful thing is this, though, guys, the game's not played on paper. And you almost feel like, man, it feels like the baseball gods are almost looking out for us to a degree because, you know, you've got the Jonathan Cannon news and, and South Carolina heating up at the right time. With that being said, even with the return home, it is really hard for me to trust this bunch fully and say that, you know what, they're going to get the job done. With that being said, guys, I think it's a really hard-fought series. I think it comes down to a rubber match on Sunday, but I do think the dogs offensively, again, guys, hitting 297 in SEC play, I think they're going to have enough to outlast you. Um, and with that being said, again, lock me in. I've got Georgia taking two of three from South Carolina. Again, guys, I just think offensively, I think they're going to have more than you when it's all said and done. I think it's going to be a very competitive series. But, guys, it would not shock me at all to see South kind of come home and take two out of three. Again, this team has been so different at home. They've played so much better. And you know what? You take two out of three from Georgia, even if you sweep them, it doesn't mean the season's going to be turned around. It doesn't mean you're going to the postseason. It doesn't mean Mark Kingston's coming back next year. But you know what? Beating Georgia is fun. And when South Carolina and Georgia take the field, again, you can always expect dramatics. You can always expect things to get kind of crazy. So, again, with that being said, I do think it is a really, really fun weekend in Columbia, but I do have the dogs taking two of three in this series. So, again, guys, that's my prediction. Lock me in. UGA takes two or three. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your prediction, what you're looking for, uh, your thoughts on Georgia, thoughts on the Gamecocks, thoughts on that big midweek win as well. It feels like right now we kind of own UNC. We beat them in baseball, we beat them in football, beat them in women's basketball. Feels good to be the real Carolina, right? Guys, again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much, by the way, for being flexible in regards to the content, yours truly being on the road, all that good stuff. I can tell you this, though. One thing ain't going to stop, and that's content bleeding out the eyeballs. Folks, I'm out of here. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a fantastic rest of your Friday. Have a great weekend. Go Cox, beat Georgia, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Monday.